Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. It's where every NASCAR driver wants to be one day. The NASCAR Hall of Fame, which has inducted 50 of the sports legends since it first opened in 2010. Today on a special edition of NASCAR America, Motormouth will reveal the nominees for the class of 2020. And appropriately on Motormouth, we have two Hall of Famers, Dell Jarrett and Ray Evernham. Marty Snyder here, happy to bring you the list for 2020. And guys, I know it's not the day you get nominated, but DJ, DJ just to be included on the list and say, hey, I've got a shot to make the Hall of Fame. What's this day like? Yeah, exciting, you know, because Ray and I didn't, when we came along, there was no Hall of Fame. So, you know, what we were aspiring to do was be as good as we could possibly be. And then the Hall of Fame came along, and to know that your name was just put on the list, to me, that was more exciting than whenever I knew that I was going into the Hall of Fame because, <laughs> you know, I had just didn't have those expectations, didn't yeah. know if, if my credentials might be there or not. So uh, it was that call uh, meant as much to me as anything uh, that I had achieved in the sport. Ray, what was it like for you when you got that phone call? Well, you, you know, you, you're not sure that you're ever even going to be good enough to be nominated, and you're thinking, ah, you know, you can kind of not even face the reality until it happens. And then it yeah. happens. It starts that countdown of worry. <laughs> am I ever going to make it? Because when you see your name up there, it becomes a reality, and, and that starts a fire hose of emotions, including the day that you make your speech when you are inducted. You get an A-plus for preparation, by the way. Yeah. You brought your Hall of Fame ring. That's, that's pretty I cool stuff. That's good hardware. Oh, uh, come I, on. I, I'm <laughs> this thing. <laughs> well, of course, we want to hear from you guys and get your thoughts on the nominees. Call us, 844-NASCAR. After all, that's what Motormouse is all about. We'll start with the first-time nominees, and this list is very impressive, beginning with Sam R. DJ, a guy that you watched race a lot. Yeah, watched race, raced against, and learned a lot from yeah. uh, through the years. Uh, you know, Sam, I, I started racing with him in the late model sportsman time, and, but when we when the Bush Series came along, Sam R. was one of those drivers. He, Jack Ingram, Tommy Ellis, those were drivers that really made their mark there. And he was such a tremendous driver, but he built the cars, he built the chassis, uh, he worked on the cars did everything so uh, you know without his injury uh, years after that it's no telling how many more races and championships he may have won the guy that jumps off the list though Ray Tony Stewart three-time cup champion any question he's a first-time Hall of Famer no no not with all that Tony's done there's three championships and he has been a focal point of, <laughs> of our good and bad long time good and yeah, bad yeah. no 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 question yeah so for you any question that that Tony gets in this first time no 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 question I, I mean it shouldn't even be uh, when somebody sees his name there they have to check that all I don't know exactly how the process goes in that room there I'm not have never been privy to that but Tony Stewart has done everything that you would expect uh, some 
someone that's going to be nominated for a Hall of Fame induction. Uh, he's done everything in the sport that you could possibly ask. Wins, but you know, now he's a great car owner. So just so many things. And and he's moved the needle. I think that's sure. something that you have to look at. And it, it the needle's jumped around a couple of times, you know, back and forth a little bit. But uh, first time uh, ballot for sure. Even you guys were not unanimous. And we'll hear from Tony Stewart live in just a moment. He's going to call into the show. But even you guys were not Unanimous. Even Jeff Gordon was not unanimous. That's the one that surprised me. I wasn't unanimous. No, I'm sorry, Ray. I'm people, people didn't vote for you, bud, when you got in. But is Tony Stewart the first guy who is unanimous? Should be. You know, again, I don't know why when you look at that list and say all of the things that he's done, to me, puts him number one. I don't know why he wouldn't be unanimous. I don't know why Jeff Gordon no. wasn't unanimous. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, can't. I think it was, no, there was, I, there was I mean, one that, that vote, if I'm yes, not mistaken. One vote, yeah, and one I vote. said that yeah. they should yeah. revoke his... Uh, Whoever that was. Yeah, his opportunity to, to vote anymore because there's no reason not to vote for Jeff Gordon in that. And I think the same with Tony Stewart here. There are certainly some fantastic names on here with Neil Bar uh, Bonnet, Marvin Panch, Jim Pascal, uh, and, and Red Vote, who I know you want to talk about in a second. But you talked about Sam Art a moment ago. I think it it goes back to kind of your upbringing, who you see around you in mm -hmm. racing. But Sam Ard did everything, was injured in a crash at Rockingham, could have probably continued an, an, another number of years and won more races. To me, I think Sam Ard deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because when that double zero car showed up at the racetrack and you lived it, yeah. that thing was hard to beat. Hard to beat. And he was so good. You know, he was a short track racer, and then you know, that's where he honed his skills. But when the Bush Series came along, uh, you know, that took us to, to Charlotte and Daytona and a lot of other racetracks. And Sam uh, showed his skills uh, were good enough to be that, too, in winning championships. And you knew every time that he was going to be there that, that he was going to be a factor in the race. And again, you talk about all the things that he did. I mean, he literally built the chassis. I bought a couple of chassis from him <laughs> and, uh, you know, just trying to keep up with him. But but he's exactly what uh, the Hall of Fame is about. Uh, people that went in, gave uh, everything that they had and, and uh, were successful at it in those two, two championships. He literally, along with a few others, carried the Bush Series on to what it is today, the Xfinity Series. And, and real quick on Red Vote, do you think the mechanics of his day get enough credit, Ray, for what they did in, in really building the sport? You know, I don't think that all of them do, but I think it, if Red Vote goes in or when he goes in, that will help those guys along. You look at him mm -hmm. and, and say, there's a, a guy in Atlanta, and you, Raymond Parks, who, who went in, one of the most famous car owners that helped, helped start NASCAR, a guy like Red Vote had a garage that he could make those flathead Fords run. Mm -hmm. And they were running some races other than maybe the <laughs> NASCAR stuff with the police, uh -huh. but he was the guy to see, and everybody went to him, and he built fast race cars. And I think you got to look at him and say, he may have been the first, if Raymond Park was the first real NASCAR owner, he may have been the first real NASCAR crew chief. Interesting. Well, of course, there are 20 nominees, so that means there are 14 carryovers from last year's ballot. Here are those names, and certainly all of these jump out. Joe Gibbs, Harry Gann. I mean, AJ, you made a great point a moment ago. We'll probably see all these guys in the Hall of Fame at yeah. some point. Uh, eventually, it's going to happen with that. But the name that just stands out there uh, as a driver is Buddy Baker. You talk about going fast. That's what the sport's about, going as fast as you possibly can. Buddy Baker set records and, and uh, everything he did. And anywhere that the cars were going to go extremely fast on the edge, Buddy Baker was a man to beat. Here's uh, Harry Hyde, another great crew chief. Bobby Labonte, to me, jumps out. And and you may forget, obviously won the Cup Championship, Ray, but then won the Xfinity Series Championship as well. Yeah, and raced against Bobby basically my whole career. Came up the same time. True gentleman. But again, 
champion in both series. He jumps out at me too, Marty. You wonder if Ralph Moody and, and Holman and Moody should go in together. Absolutely. Almost, yeah, I think so, for sure. <laughs> I think Ralph Moody certainly deserves to be in. Larry Phillips, I know, Ray, he was a guy everybody's trying to beat back in the day. Yeah, along with, with without a doubt. Five-time weekly national series chess. But I want to tell you, the guy that jumps out at me on the bottom of that list is Waddell Wilson mm. because of the history he has. Building his first engine was for 1963 with Fireball Roberts and went on for Pearson and Parson and Lorenz and, you know, and Yarborough yeah, and all yeah. these guys. Yeah, absolutely. And crew chief as well. So engine builder and crew chief. Landmark nominees also out. Edsel Ford. Alan Hawkins, NASCAR's first flagman. What racetrack, Ray? It wasn't Wall Stadium. <laughs> Bowman Gray. Come on, Ray. Mike Helton, obviously uh, NASCAR president. And uh, Dr. Joseph Mattioli, founder of Pocono Raceway. Ralph Seagraves, the man who really kind of pioneered the relationship between yeah. R.J. Reynolds and NASCAR. But Mike Helton certainly jumps out on that list as a guy who could not only win the Landmark Award, but maybe someday be the first ever to win the Landmark and be in the Hall of Fame, DJ. Yeah, there's no doubt that he's deserving uh, of this at, at whatever time. Now, you know, the, I think about Ralph Seagraves and what may have happened to the sport if he wouldn't have intervened there and, and made this come together with R.J. Reynolds at that time and everything that happened from that mm -hmm. point forward. You know, it was kind of the best of times, if you will, to, to make the sport really grow uh, by leaps and bounds at that time. But Mike Helton is certainly deserving. He's done everything from working at the tracks, being a promoter, yeah. doing everything, all the way to president of NASCAR uh, there for a lot of years. And uh, he was always somebody for me as a driver that I could go to, whether it was just to talk about the sport, uh, complain a little bit, uh, but <laughs> also had to go in there a few times because he called me there, not because I wanted to walk in I'm there. Sure, I'm sure this one over here got that call a couple times too. And, and you know, he's an intimidating dude, <laughs> right? Well, you know, I, I could think of one time I think he and I were in there together with Jeff Gordon, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I want to hear that story. That's probably for another show, isn't it? Hey, by the way, we take calls on the on the on motor mouse uh -huh. as you know and carl from akron has kept his streak alive carl thanks for calling in and being the number one caller again my man how you doing today what's on your mind i'm doing good man how y'all doing man this afternoon first of all i want to say what an honor it is to be able to talk to dale jarrett and ray everham two greats in this sport so it's an honor to be on this show with you guys um I, uh, I want to talk about, I'm a Rusty Wallace fan, my driver's in, uh, but Tony Stewart, uh, Dale, just explain to me what it was to drive against him and to be like, what a competitor, because I definitely off the track how emotional he was, but uh, just credit to him and all the names, but Tony Stewart, of course, and what was it like just to race against him and his fire and his passion for our sport? Yeah, I think you kind of summed it up there. That That is Tony Stewart. And I said this uh, a lot of years ago and having the opportunity when I first started racing against Tony, getting to know him. He became one of my best friends and still is to this day. But... I always thought that A.J. Foyt was probably the best race driver that I ever saw as a kid growing up and, and then learning about him. And I thought that Tony Stewart was the modern-day A.J. Foyt, that he could race anything, drive anything, and a lot of people can race and drive things, but Tony Stewart won in everything that he got in. And so it was that that compassion, that fire that he had uh, to to want to be the very best. And he you know, let that show through a lot because he loved to win, hated to lose. And uh, uh, I just think that's what makes him a first ballot uh, nominee here or induction uh, whenever we come for 2020. Roy from California wants to talk a little Tony Stewart as well. Roy, what's happening? Well, how are you doing today? Good. I'm uh... 
I really enjoy Tony Stewart, and I've watched him through his IndyCar days, and I helped build the first funny cars here in California, mm. working with Dick Landy. And so I followed racing most of my life, and I really enjoy NASCAR. I think they're doing some great things. I hope they continue to go up on the horsepower and keep it at 750. <laughs> but uh, I really do, and I just I love your show. I watch it every day as long as I'm home. And uh, I think NASCAR has a tremendous opportunity now to enjoy their sport, help it grow. I wish there were more road courses. I think they're amazing to watch. And I just enjoy the direction of NASCAR. Thank you, Roy. He brought up a great point. He brought up a great point, Ray, the diversity of Tony Stewart. How key is that? Because when you look at, and you brought it up too, DJ, when you look at the resume, I mean, the resume couldn't be more diverse for Tony Stewart. And that's all been his strong point. He gets in anything, any type of track, any type of track surface, cars yeah. with wings, without wings, wide tires, narrow tires, heavy cars, you know, light cars. Tony is very diverse. And he showed that early in his career when he got that win, you know, pretty early in his career at Watkins Glen. Yeah. He can and just do it all. And that's the thing. And that's what you want. Plus, you know, that that fire that he brings to, you know, I, I would have to say that maybe, you know, the sport's lacking a little bit of that right now. And I know it's a different world out there. It's kind of hard to, to right. maybe go off and do the things that, that Smoke did. But uh, uh, I think that, that those things, that just that skill that, that he brought. Gavin is from Indiana, so I'm sure you're a Tony Stewart fan, I'm guessing, Gavin. Uh, I mean, I, I loved watching him growing up. I mean, I'm really a Johnson fan, but just seeing his fire and everything yeah. he had to put out on the track. I mean, I know Dale Jarrett probably knows how much he like how much he'd fight <laughs> for position on the track. And, um, you know, Ray has watched him over the years. So mm -hmm. I just I think he's probably one of the most deserving to go in right now. That's a good point, Gavin. So yeah. d d does the fire Tony bring <laughs> add to it or does it detract from it, DJ? Oh, I don't see how you can take that away. I mean, he I brought agree. so much to the sport. And, again, he moved the needle. He made people watch to see what was going to happen next. But he also made people watch because he's so very talented. And that purity of he's going to say what's on his mind. And I don't think he's going to stop doing that when he's not all the time or not. You know, he, he does it as a car owner. You can go to him and you get an honest opinion, whether it whether it is – the same opinion of yours or not, it's yeah. Tony's honest opinion, and it's pure. That's why I enjoy watching him. I enjoy watching. Unfortunately, I've been on the other side of one of those brawls with him. We had a bench-clearing <laughs> brawl with all those guys when it, he that. and Casey uh -huh. wrecked one time. And, you know, you, you get over it. You talk. You shake hands. I remember having a two-hour meeting in the bus with him, and then, you know, we had a beer afterwards. That's you got to love Tony Stewart. That's, He's great for this That's old-school racing, old isn't it, Ray? That's old-school racing. Hey, we talked about Mike Helton being nominated for the Landmark Award. If he wins, can we bring back the 80s when he had no mustache? Do you guys remember Say that? what? He Mike had no mustache. Take a look. Anything that we can do to make it a safer sport, then actually we're going to do it. Oh, that's what Mike looks like without a mustache? Oh my God, is that Mike Helton? It has to be Mike Helton. He looks incredibly young there. I have never seen Mike Helton without a mustache. I think Mike Helton was born with a mustache. I've wondered if it's surgically on there. If you shaved his head right there, he looks like grew from Despicable Me. Tell me I'm wrong. 
Smoke 100% oh, right there. So you had a mustache at one yeah. point when you shaved. Were people yeah. shocked it, like that to see you without? Yeah, they were. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that All did. Right. Yeah, and uh, but that that looks so totally uh, different. I just you know not, you expect to see is that. Mike on the voting panel because Tony may not be unanimous. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Mike Helton not calling in the show, but Tony Stewart is calling in the Motor Mouse. That's coming up next. We'll talk with Smoke about being added to the list of nominees for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And we can't let the Hall of Famers leave without talking some racing at Auto Club Speedway this weekend, right? We'll see who these guys think are the ones to watch this weekend. And if you have something to say, we want to hear from you. Call us at 844-NASCAR-NBC or on social media. Use the hashtag, let me say this. seconds but we welcome the three-time champ tony stewart smoke how you doing man what's the emotion like to get a phone call like you got today <laughs> well it's a huge honor obviously it's uh it's very humbling uh, a huge honor for sure and uh, you, you look at the list of guys that are nominated it's uh you know it's a who's who of uh, nascar racing for sure who wound up giving you that phone call by the way uh actually i was on the plane when that happened i was uh <laughs> on my way home from Daytona today. So uh, I actually got it in the form of a text versus a phone call. Ah. <laughs> hey, Tony, uh, whenever you started racing as a young man, uh, obviously thinking about a Hall of Fame wasn't something that you were uh, considering. You just wanted to race. You loved to compete. Uh, but now that this has happened, ha have you taken time since you basically quit the NASCAR scene and thought about and looked back over how much you accomplished in your career? I honestly haven't, to be honest. And, and the main reason for that is I'm still racing. I mean, I, I've got 99 dirt races on my schedule this year, so it doesn't leave much time to stop and do anything, let alone, uh, you know, really reflect on our career. But, you know, I'm still busy, you know, with Stuart Haas Racing and, and everybody at Ford. And, and, you know, i got four awesome drivers that I love interacting with. And, uh, you know, I guess I just haven't got away from it far enough to really stop and, and uh, look backwards. We're still just looking forwards right now. Yeah, Tony, I, I see on the sheet there that you've got 49 career wins, 14th on all time. Did you stop with that number 14 intentionally, you know, because we know that you and A.J., that's a really important, uh, really important number for you. Well, the hard part when it comes to A.J. is he reminds you of stats like that, and, and if, if you need that one extra number to, to beat him, you better take it any time you can get it because he will rub it in your face that he's one ahead of you on anything. So, uh, you know, he, he keeps rubbing in my face that he's got four Indy 500 wins, but I keep reminding him that he, that he has zero cup championships. So it's all I got <laughs> to lean on. Well, I, I just I wanted to say congratulations, and I was, I was kidding there, but uh, – Reflecting, I asked you a question one time. I said Andretti, Foyt, Unser, Petty, Earnhardt, Stewart, and you said, I don't feel like I, I belong in that sentence. Do you feel like you belong now? Not really. <laughs> I'm still where I was at with that. It's, it, you know, and I think a lot of that, too, is, you know, those were guys I grew up 
you know, watch it on TV and, and respect so much uh, that I just have never, never even thought about myself uh, even remotely. I, I don't, I don't know that I was even qualified to carry their helmet back for them. So it's, uh, you know, just to be put in a sentence like that is something that it's, it's kind of like watching an episode of Sesame Street. It's like, which thing doesn't belong? And, and uh, I feel like I'm the one that doesn't belong in that category. <laughs> Hey, you just had a Hall of Fame induction last night, didn't you? You say you mentioned you were coming back from Daytona. That was the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America. So that might be practice for what you might be able to do in January. Uh, yeah, and I told him last night when, when I was at the podium, uh, and my good friend Jimmy Johnson uh, inducted me, and I'm so grateful for that. He's, uh, he, he is an awesome man. He's an awesome race car driver uh, and, a, and truly a great friend, and I appreciated him uh, introducing me. But it's uh, – it's kind of hard. It's hard to imagine, you know, going into Hall of Fames while you're still a race car driver. I told him, I said, it kind of makes me feel old, and I don't know if I want to feel that old yet. So, uh, you know, I'm enjoying racing, but uh, I had an absolute blast uh, at that induction ceremony last night with uh, uh, or, um, Good Grief, Dario Franchitti and, and uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Schwantz and Linda Vaughn and uh, Don Schumacher, Augie Duesenberg. Uh, just awesome inductees, and uh, we had a lot of fun with those guys. And then you, you have people, Don Snake Perdome and Joe Amato and uh, Scotty Parker, um, Walker Evans, Bill Simpson. you got guys like that that you've grown up watching and admiring, and you're hanging out with them. And uh, they've somehow found a way to give me a really large headache the last two nights, and I don't know how <laughs> I into that part. But, but they're really good at that part, I found out. <laughs> yeah, you've been pretty good at a lot of things, winning races uh, at all types uh, of racetracks and different types of cars. Only, but you, your path really didn't start out uh, being a NASCAR driver. Obviously, you were successful at Indy cars, but does that make this even more special that this was something that you had to adapt to and now the, you're going to be I, what I would think uh, a first ballot Hall of Famer uh, in 2020? Well, and the hard part was, you know, actually when I started in NASCAR in 96 with Harry Rainier, uh, I, I also started in the, Indy, in the Indy Racing League the same year. So I went you know, from cars that were kind of in the middle of both of these to cars that were on total opposite ends of the spectrum and going from an Indy car and then, and then you know, my first race at Daytona, literally three weeks later, it was, um, you know, it was very different from anything that I was used to and having to to go to the opposite ends of the spectrum like that, um, you know, really kept me on my toes. But, you know, I think it was something that made me appreciate uh, just the basics of racing and things that I had learned from guys like Bob East and Glenn Nibel and, uh, you know, Steve Chrisman, guys that I drove for in open wheel cars and the lessons that I learned and things that they taught me uh, that were fundamentals and basics. And, it didn't matter whether it was a, a lightweight Indy car with wide tires and a lot of downforce on a lightweight car or going to NASCAR with a heavier car, smaller tires, and less downforce. The basics were still the same. I mean, it's the car does one of three things. It's either pushes and scrubs the front end or it's loose and scrubs the back end or all four <coughs> tires scrub together. And that doesn't matter what kind of race car you drive. It, it does one of those three things all the time. If you make it, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're going to set a record for the guy who runs the most races after he's inducted in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. I mean, what, what, you said 99 this year? Seriously? Well, you might want to check with Schrader. Kenny Schrader might run more than me. I don't know. He's uh, 
I learned a lot of bad habits from Schrader. I also learned <laughs> from DJ there as well. But oh, uh, oh whoa. Schrader, Schrader might be the only guy that, that uh, runs more than me after uh, retiring from NASCAR. I, I would bet so. Well, congratulations on being a nominee, Tony, and we'll find out in May if you make it into the Hall of Fame in January. All right, guys. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Tony Stewart, of course, hopes to make the Hall of Fame in January, but two drivers who are already there join KP for the latest Coffee with Kyle. Sport's been around since the late 40s, and here we are for you first to watch him be inducted into the Hall of Fame. What did that mean to you? Uh, was and still is the proudest day of my life uh, to watch my dad. Knowing what he put forth, what he went through at the time of the sport that he did what he did, and then to carry that on. You talk about Ned Jarrett's World of Racing, his commentary, CBS. It's going to make for some exciting racing. Whoever it was for, when his name was announced that day, that was the proudest day of my entire life. Now to you. What was it like when they called his name? It was a very, very special time. I remember when they introduced him, said that he did most of his winning on the big stage, and I thought back over my own career, and it had been the absolute opposite. Most of the time it was on the short track that we had won, and, and so that made me very, very proud. The latest Coffee with Kyle is a special one. It's up on our NBC Sports YouTube channel. Obviously, Ned and Del Jarrett. I mean, what's it like to sit there and hear your dad share those stories and, and you sharing your stories as well? Yeah, I didn't need to add anything except occasion <laughs> just to get let him take a breath and get a sip of water. But, yeah. but Kyle and I could sit there just like with, with his dad. You know, we could sit hey. around and listen to that stuff. It never gets old. I've heard most of the stories, but uh, I sit there and, and have a smile on my face. Just so many of them. So I hope people will, will go over there and listen to that because there's a couple of them that are really worth, worth listening to uh, with, with some of the things that he went through uh, to get to be a Hall of Famer. To give you guys at home some context on that, we taped for two hours, kind of ran out of time because they had so many stories and uh, some great stuff, so make sure you check out our YouTube channel. So we want to roll through as many calls as we can, as quickly as we can. You guys have loaded up the phone lines. Let's go with Jack from California. He wants to talk a little red vote, Ray. See, you ah, mentioned it. There yeah. you go. Jack, what's up, man? Well, I just wanted to say it's kind of a – it's really a thrill to uh, hear that red vote is going to be uh, – nominated at least his uh, son, Little Red, was my uh, professor at uh, Junior College uh, Business Program, and he passed away late last year, so he won't have the opportunity to see his graduate inducted if he does, but I know it was something very close to his heart. I think he's at a he's at a baseball game, I believe. But but his uh -huh. point about Red Vote is is very good. He, he he understands the family, knows the family. And the one thing about Red Vote too, he was a founding member of NASCAR. I mean, they, talk about those guys who they had they went out on a limb and said, "Hey, I think this can work." I'm I'm with you, Bill Senior. Oh yeah, well you know down there at the uh, at the at the Streamline Hotel, yeah, yeah. Hotel. <laughs> you know down there they they were having the, the their big uh, big parties and yeah. and uh, <laughs> they had. Uh, some waitresses and things and that, and they decided, okay, we're going to go ahead and, and start a deal. Who's in? And he was one of those guys. And again, helped maybe write some of the rules, rule yeah. book and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And if you look at, you saw some pictures just there of, of him with Raymond Park and Red Byron, you know, uh, again, the first champion. And then there was Smokey Eunuch. So he's had a right. huge effect on a lot of folks. 
And I know early on, like Kyle Petty was saying, before Raymond Parks was in the Hall of Fame, he's like, this is a guy who has to be in the Hall of Fame because he is such a key part of making NASCAR what it is today. Trevor from Florida, what do you think about the Hall of Fame picks today, Trevor? Well, it's going to be Tony Stewart for sure. It's obvious. And yep. I originally thought it was going to be Brendan Carl, but not going to happen. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, right. I think he agrees I with us, I Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart, first ballot guy. Yeah, there's no doubt. As we said, all 20 that that are going to be on that that ballot are deserving of it. But but who you know who's that person or those couple of people that that we think that are going to be there for sure? And Tony Stewart is that. Alan from Richmond, Virginia. What are your thoughts on the Hall of Fame? Well, th uh, thanks for the chance to talk. Uh, yeah. Back to Dale Jarrett's family for a minute. Uh, Tony Stewart. <laughs> is still gathering accolades and a lot more trophies and championships. I don't think he's quite ready to go in. However, when Tony Stewart came into NASCAR, uh, Joe Gibbs, Jimmy Maycar, and Bobby Labonte had been working on the 18 car for about three years. I'd hmm. like to see Jimmy Maycar and Bobby Labonte represented well in the Hall of Fame because they presented Tony Stewart with a car when he came into NASCAR that he could go out and win a championship. And that same car, that fellow on the right there was driving that beautiful 18 interstate car. Jared <laughs> knows a little bit about it. See if he can explain yeah. that Jimmy May car. Yeah. It's very important to what NASCAR has done. And thank you for your time. Well, we thank you, Alan, yeah. and he's talking about your brother-in-law, Jimmy yep. Maycar, who, uh, who who really did have a large, large part in Bobby Devaney's success, obviously, and getting him yeah. to where he is. And and putting Joe Gibbs where it is. Right. He was the first employee, uh, Jimmy Maycar was. When Joe Gibbs came to me about driving for him, I, my request was that he go, and Jimmy Maycar was working for Raymond Beadle and Rusty Wallace. They'd been through a championship run there, and but my choice was Jimmy Maycar to come run the team and be the crew chief. Hmm. And Jimmy Maycar is who built Joe Gibbs racing from the ground up. He was the first employee and made it all happen. Uh, I think we had maybe 18 employees that first year when we started racing in 1992 and he made it all happen with that. It's still there to this day uh, uh, as, uh, I don't know his exact title, but right. he's the person that's been there the longest besides the man that owns the place <laughs> and uh, uh, Coach Gibbs, but but Jimmy Maycar, very deserving to, to be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame, no doubt. He needs to be on this ballot. And not just you know Dale Jarrett and Bobby Labonte, along Rusty Wallace, and yeah. And, yeah. and was very uh, instrumental in his career. And had Jimmy not decided to step off the box and help manage the team, he'd have won a lot more races and championships as a crew chief. Yeah. And to the Bobby Labonte point, I mean, as we pointed out earlier, won two championships: won the Xfinity Championship and the Cup Series mm -hmm. Championship. Yeah. Certainly, he's certainly deserved, very deserving Absolutely. of being in the Hall of Fame as well. Anthony, calling us from Florida. Anthony, what's happening? Hey guys, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. How are you? Well, I'm doing great, and that's great to hear from you guys. Well, first off, I would like to say that I'm a first-time caller on Motor Mouse on NBCSN, <laughs> and it's a place to talk to you guys. Marty, yep. who has been with NBC for a number of years, Dale Jarrett, who won his first and only Winston Cup championship in 1999 on NBC, and Ray Abraham, certainly a NASCAR legend and Hall of Famer, winning races as owner and crew chief, plus winning titles with Jeff Gordon, not to mention that magical season uh, in 1998 that the Rainbow Warriors had, which always sticks out to me because I was, number one, I was born that year. Jeff Gordon was my driver, and he had a pretty good-looking paint scheme that year. So, uh, Man, Anthony, you reeled <laughs> off a lot of stuff there. <laughs> What's your question? I mean, I just love the sport. Well, uh, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the NASCAR Hall of Fame nominees, and uh, I have to really agree with this list because I think we've got a really good list of nominees that could potentially be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Of course, I would love to see uh, guys like like a Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, and Joe Gibbs, for example, 
being a part of that 2020 class, given how thin it would be. Buddy Baker, in my eyes, has a great chance of being in the hall because of how good of a driver he was and in the broadcasting deal as well. And I'm mm. also surprised Mike Hilton on that list, but it all goes yeah. back to what the whole thing really means. It's not just about the cup drivers, the crew chiefs, the owners, or whatever. It's the people who have contributed to this sport in a big, big way. So I'm excited to see who goes in, and I'm hoping I get a chance someday to visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame to see what it's like because I have been fortunate enough to read that NASCAR Complete History book, and anybody <laughs> who doesn't have that book and would like to learn the sport in a more extensive way, I highly recommend you do. And, and I, Anthony, I'll tell yeah. You. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah, we appreciate it. Come up to Charlotte and see the Hall of Fame. He brought up an interesting point kind of in the middle there that I, I didn't think about till Anthony brought it up. In this class, you could see Joe Gibbs, Tony Stewart, and Bobby Labonte all go in at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was that was the team at Joe Gibbs Racing for a while. Yeah, that really would be was. unique, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be pretty special. And I think next year when we do this show, we should call Anthony and have him come here. <laughs> he might he know more about all of that. Exactly. I think Anthony should be our statistician, right? He should have worked for you back yeah, then. Yeah, he did. You know, he was doing well, but he forgot to mention Glory Road on NBC. Oh, okay. <laughs> he mentioned everything else. He mentioned all winning NBC. a championship I do, on I do NBC, actually work he? for NBC Sports. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But that would be pretty cool if those guys yeah. all got in yeah, together. Really Matt would. from Baltimore, Maryland. What's going on, Matt? Hey, guys. Anthony uh, kind of schooled everybody there for a minute. <laughs> he told us all what we know now, yeah. yeah well, yeah, a little bit. I grew up in uh, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, and if you guys know where that is, and you know uh, the famous Grove, Williams Grove Speedway. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure. the World of Outlaws coming up through uh, the series. And, um, you know, Tony comes back every year. He brings uh, – Casey Kane with them, you know, uh, Kyle Busch, those guys are all running those those dirt tracks. But I think that when Tony stepped back from NASCAR, he realized that, hey, it's time to just go have some fun, own some teams, and his teams are killing it, and uh, go race dirt track, do what he loves. And I think that's a great thing for him, and I think that's a great thing for the fans because it's so accessible when you go to these small dirt tracks around the country and see him. That's a terrific point, Matt. And, and uh, you know, it's it's hard to believe this, but when you think of Tony Stewart, you forget about the ownership side. You don't even think about that, even though that's what he's currently doing. But you, you automatically go to all the race wins, the championships, all of that, and you haven't even really considered the ownership side of it. And he works hard uh, with his sprint car team, but it also says that he truly has a love for the sport. The yeah. man has a passion. Yes. He loves all types of racing. Dirt racing's always been his passion. He ha- he certainly made his career in Indy cars and in NASCAR, but he said, look, I, when, I'm, when I'm done with this, I'm, I'm going to go back and run my sprint cars, my open wheel cars, because that's what I love. And in being involved with this Cup Series team, he could have easily walked away after his sure. driving career and said, hey, no, I want to be a part of this for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but it shows what, how much he cares for the sport because he knows that the fans are built from there. The fan base of NASCAR racing is built at the local short tracks, dirt tracks, and, and paved tracks around the country, and really appreciate Tony doing that. Well, good stuff. We appreciate your phone calls and insight on the Hall of Fame class. Coming up next, Nate Ryan will join us to give his insights on the Hall of Fame nominees. This day in NASCAR takes us back to 1983 in a duel between Hall of Famers Richard Petty and Bill Elliott. It was the king who edged Awesome Bill by half a car length and a thrilling finish 
at Rockingham. The victory for the King snapped a 42 race winless streak. Nate Ryan has joined us. The intelligence level immediately climbing through the roof <laughs> of the building here. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, Hall of Fame uh, nominees today, Nate? I mean, I, always an intriguing, obviously the second most intriguing part of this process as opposed to that day in May when we found out who is in the class. Right. Uh, you know, I thought it was interesting. I think everybody thought Tony Stewart was going to get in, but, you know, after that, some interesting names about who was selected and who wasn't selected, and obviously some longtime names, you know, Jim Pascal and yep. Sam Ard that have been around for you know, quite a while who the longtime fans would know. Okay, so there were a couple surprises, and fans were wondering about why some guys yes. are not on the nominee <laughs> list, so explain that. Well, I think what's interesting is we're already getting questions tonight. Uh, Tony Stewart was eligible this year to be on the nominating list, but so were Greg Biffle and Carl Edwards. And, of course, neither of those guys were nominated, even though this was their first year of being eligible for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So I think it's natural to debate in both instances. I mean, both of those guys had chances to win championships. Both of those guys had double-digit wins in the Cup Series. Both of those guys had Xfinity Series championships. Greg Biffle had a Truck Series championship. So I think you could make a case, right? Yeah, I'm a little surprised as well, especially since they were able to be uh, nominated this time around. All right, we're going to reveal what we think, for whatever that's worth, our pick. So, Nate, <laughs> we'll start with you. You're actually a voting member, Nate. So this I is am. kind of so, a sneak yes. peek of what your ballot's uh, going to be in May. This is sort so, of real. Don't hold sort, me to this. It's where sort we start. Of yeah. Sort of right. for real. Is well, you, you're holding your right to change, right? This, this so. is a Hand of list, but uh, my holdover from last year, it, my rule is if I vote for you, you stay on the ballot next year. So I voted for Buddy Baker last year. He is on my ballot this year. Tony Stewart, obviously, on my ballot. And then I think the next three, probably uh, Raymond Fox, Joe Gibbs, and then I have to decide Ricky Rudd or Larry Phillips, probably one of those two. We'll allow you that since you're Thanks. a voting member Thanks to be able to decide. So, DJ, who are your five that kind of stood out who you would say, if I was voting today, this yeah. is the five I would pick? I know you're going to be surprised that I'm a little biased <laughs> to the driver's side, even though <laughs> I know it takes everybody to do this here, DJ. Uh, I know. Uh, obviously, Tony Stewart uh, is going to be there. I think Bobby Labonte, uh, we've talked about Bobby, uh, very deserving with the Xfinity Championship and the Cup Championship. Uh, he's done so much for the sport. Uh, well, I look at Mike Stefanik and everything that mm. he was was able to accomplish. I think these are the type of people that we can't forget about everything that they've done. Yeah, it might not have been in the Xfinity or Cup Series, but they're great champions out there. Uh, Red Farmer has done, he's another that's driven everything, done everything, maybe doesn't have, you know, obviously the, the Cup credentials and things, but Red Farmer is one in pretty much everything that he's been in. And I just think it's a name uh, that uh, that talks about and, and shows what it takes to, to be a true champion of, of the sport. And then we've talked about Sam Ard a lot, and I think yep. Sam Ard is very, very deserving of being in this Hall of Fame. I agree with you. You can tell uh, you and I grew up in the same area. I agree with you. Sam Art is on my list as well. Tony Stewart. I have Bobby Labonte also having a, a sneak peek at the early part of his career. I know how hard he worked to get there. You know, a lot of people probably think it was just yeah. Terry that got him there. It really was not the case. No. Bobby worked hard to get there. I have Joe Gibbs. Uh, if I had a vote, I would put Joe Gibbs in. And I had Ralph Moody. I, listen, at the end of the day, I think Holman and Moody should go in together. Yeah. But I think what Ralph Moody did in the early days was phenomenal and how he was able to build a team and, and kept it going, and they were a real powerhouse team mm -hmm. back in the day, so I have Ralph Mitty. So, Ray, who, who do you have? Well, so be, before you blow up my Twitter and Instagram and everything, <laughs> I feel like every one of those names is, is deserved to get in, plus more, but... I put Stewart first on my list because I don't want to be like that guy that made Jeff Gordon not <laughs> unanimous. That would be crazy. But I love Buddy Baker. Buddy Baker made a big impact on our sport. He was mm -hmm. the first man, the first race driver to average 200 miles per hour in any car. Great. Joe Gibbs, 
And I think Waddell Wilson, again, looking at his history over the things that he did at Holman mm -hmm. Moody all the way up to the time he retired, amazing as a crew chief and an engine builder. And then growing up in, in the 70s, 80s, you, you cannot deny what Larry Phillips did. Regional race, mm -hmm. just amazing a number of wins and track championships. I know Mark Martin, who's a Hall of Famer, would say Larry Phillips deserves <laughs> yeah. to be in more from Nate Ryan coming up here in a moment. And more from you guys. We want to hear from you at 844-NASCAR-NBC. Just wrapped up a fantastic weekend in St. Pete. IndyCar returns March 24th here on NBCSN from Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. Then in May, the Indianapolis 500 is on NBC. Want to get to a couple of your phone calls real quick. Obviously, Auto Club Speedway this weekend at Fontana. We're going to start with Sean who wants to talk a little Kyle Busch. What's up, Sean? Hey, how you doing? Uh, I just want to keep it short and simple with y'all, but I, I'm not a Kyle Busch fan, but I hmm. grew up near Orange County Speedway and in between South Boston and Orange County. Yep. And it's cool to see with the cars tour. I follow a lot of the cars tours since I live close to Scott and Lane Riggs mm -hmm. that run in that, that we have a $30,000 race coming up this year. And it's cool to see Junior Motorsport and Kyle Busch. I just hate to see everybody bashing him about – the 200 wins when he's doing so much to reach all the way down to these local little short track races. Yeah, and that's a great point. It took us, by the way, 51 minutes into the show to get a call about the 200 wins for Kyle. <laughs> that's a record. But a good point, a good point that Sean brings up because you look at Junior Motorsports, Dale Jr. and Kyle Busch Motorsports investing back in the local series like the Cars Tour. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's they're doing a lot. And, and you know, I, I'm not going to get into it. I don't think there is a debate to be had personally about you know, Richard Petty and his 200 wins and, and Kyle Busch. Let's just applaud Kyle Busch for what he is. And, and that's a damn good race car driver that wins. We talk about smoke winning and everything. Well, in, in these three series, uh, Kyle Busch has set the standard in, in a lot of it. And it's incredible what he's been able to do. And that 200th win is just around the corner, maybe this weekend. But uh, you have to applaud this young man for how good he is. Two shots to get win number 200 this weekend with the Xfinity Series race and the Cup Series race for Kyle Busch in Fontana. And Nate, a little breaking news from NASCAR late in the day in terms of the Fontana race this weekend. There was, yeah. Speaking of the, the controversy at Phoenix and Vegas in qualifying, NASCAR's made a tweak, Marty, for Fontana qualifying. They're going to enforce pit road speed for the first time during this group, group qualifying mm. session. And if you exceed pit road speed exiting, you will not be allowed to post a qualifying time on that lap. If you exceed pit road speed entering, then the time you just posted will be disallowed. So that is Which is interesting impactful. because don't you coast in and don't have a tachometer to see if you're speeding or not when you're coming back in no, from a qualifying that, run? That's true. But so... Can you still fight on pit road? <laughs> <laughs> that is still allowed. Okay, that's yeah. allowed. That's, that's always allowed. allowed. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about losing a lap for that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you do get a couple bonus points for that. It's like winning a stage. Mary from Charlotte. How are you, Mary? What's your question? I'm, hi, I'm doing fine. A pleasure to talk with you, gentlemen. And Good I think it's you time too. you have a viewpoint from the ladies. Yes. Um, the show started, Dale Jarrett said that when he raced, there was not a uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame. So winning races and winning a championship was the focus. We are inundated with young drivers coming up, incredibly mm -hmm. talented drivers. Do you think that their focus might be a little bit different now, not just to be a champion, mm -hmm. but eventually one day to have uh, their name on the ballot for the NASCAR Hall of Fame? And Mary, I have a second. That's a, yeah. that, that's a great question. It's going to be a 
2019 season of Glory Road. Oh, there you go. Uh, Look at that. Uh, See, you got your, you yes, got your promo yes, in. There will be a, 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 I hope that I'm not going to get in trouble for, for jumping ahead of announcement. But, yes, we're working on that right now. It's your TV show. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that. And a terrific yeah. point by Mary. Does that yeah. change the perspective for drivers maybe a little bit? I don't think it changes anything, but I think that it gives them something else to aspire to because that's what you look for as a competitor is something to reach. And so you still want to go win races. They're still focused on all of that happening and making that happening and if you do that then you're probably going to be in the hall of fame but it's something that's nice to know that is out there now and, and you would be rewarded for your efforts kudos to you guys the lines are packed and don't worry because we will get to you in our <laughs> after show just make sure you check out our youtube channel the nascar america debrief at 6 p.m we'll be right here we'll get to all your phone calls i promise Coming up on Wednesday Night Hockey, Brent Seabrook and the Blackhawks are making a desperate late-season push for the playoffs. Tonight, they're in Toronto for a matchup with Jake Muzzin and the Maple Leafs. NHL Live gets things going next. Thank you, Liam. Looking forward to a night of hockey. Nate, we got a lot of social media feedback today on our uh, yes. Let Me Say This hashtag. What do you got? Kyle Petty is not here, but we appreciate all of the uh, <laughs> contributions on notice. hashtag Let Me Say This. First was William the Dingman77 on Twitter. What order would you rank the best NASCAR villains that were good for the sport out of Dale Earnhardt Sr., Tony Stewart, and Kyle Busch? Go. Wow. On the spot. Hmm. Uh, I would say Tony Stewart, number one, just because of his contributions. Otherwise, yeah. Dale Earnhardt Sr., and then uh, Kyle Busch from there. Uh, okay. I got to go just the way he wrote it. You know, I, I, I think Dale Sr. <laughs> starts with the intimidator. No, he was the man in black, always will be. Okay. You got DJ? Yeah, I'm kind of going to go with what okay. Ray said there. That's yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, we'll go to uh, Diane in L.A. Uh, she says she's calling it right now. Smoke, Bobby Labonte, and Coach Joe Gibbs all going together this year for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. We brought that up. I yeah. think it would yeah, be, really, it would really, be really, what a special really moment that would be for Joe Gibbs Racing. Well that there's a good good percentage that could happen. Yeah, I, I, you, can't be, you, yeah. That, you can't be wrong if that's yeah. what goes in there for, for three of the five that are going in. Yes. And then we had someone nominate, nominate Jimmy Maycar, too. So yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like this, yeah be the, on the ballot. Yeah, exactly. get them all yeah, no. The Gibbs right. 2020 class. All right, and then finally, uh, from Joel, at the first Brosif, hashtag let me see this, Harry Hyde, and then the little sign, better than Tony Stewart. So Harry Hyde is on the ballot yeah. for the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and our friend here thinks he should be voted ahead of Tony Stewart. Great, great crew chief made a huge difference in the sport, but three yeah. championships and a lot of wins for Tony Stewart as a driver. I think, yeah, falls a little short there. Yeah. Although he was a character in Days of Thunder, but deserve, deserving at some point in time. There you go. We're not done yet. Head over to YouTube. It's NHL Live next here on NBCSN. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.